Welcome to Voice of Thunder, where we declare the earth-shattering truths of God's Word about culture, family, and church. I'm your host, Lance McKenzie. So I'm doing another car session. I had some extra time, so I figured I'd do this one too. I have been trying to find... I'm always trying to grow in my my preaching and in my ministering. And I'm by no means do I think of myself as having arrived or, or found the answer. And I have a feeling that till the day I die, that I'm constantly going to be learning and growing. But I've been doing something the last few times. It's worked well for me. And has really helped, I think, grow me and and provide some real meat and substance to what I'm preaching on. And do it as effective as possible. I'm getting as much done with the time that I'm given. So, just kind of to give you an idea of, of where I have came from. I've, I've been on a long journey with my preaching and I, I'm probably still not near the end of finding what works best. But I, you know, my desire always is I want to give what's helpful and what's challenging, what's growing, and, and preaching in a way that's going to produce the greatest change and help to people that I can. And you know, years ago, I preached with notes, and I would—I mean, I was very—you know—page after page, basically a manuscript where you actually write it out, and then I would try and summarize it into an outline. And my outlines would be five or six pages, and those were horrible. I hated doing that. I, I I would have gone to hear myself preach because I'd get up there and I'd just be all over the place. I just I couldn't keep straight what I'd already preached. I'd lose myself in the outline. And it was actually, instead of helping me communicate, it was hindering me from communicating. So I did that for a while and the Lord convicted me one day and said, you know, do you, you know, I had a choice one night between praying through and say, well, you can either pray through and touch me or you can sit there and you can create a bunch of notes. You know, I, I had, that's all I had with my time I was given. I had to preach the next day. I didn't have time to do both. And I said, so, Lord, if I fail, I want to fail trusting you. So I went, started to pray, and I was preaching on the king's armor. I think it's actually on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Uh, with millions and millions of views <laughs> now, probably like a hundred views, and probably half of those are me going to <laughs> see how many views are on it. But uh, I, uh, but the Lord, as I was praying, I mean, I, I got very Pentecostal. Just as I was reading through that and praying on it, it just hit me, and I preached it for like an hour in my room by myself. I mean, I just preached it and my voice was hoarse. They could hear me all the way upstairs and the other side of the house. I mean, it was, Lord came by. And when I got up there the next day to go preach, I, mean, I was praying the whole time, Lord, whatever was in there, in that prayer closet, whatever this is, I don't know what just happened to me, but whatever just happened, Lord, let it come out here. And I got up there. I said, I'm not going to do anything. I don't trust the Holy Ghost to lead me. I didn't have an ounce of notes. I got up there and began to just preach. I had a passage on the you know the armor of God in Ephesians 6. And I began to just preach through it. And God began to move and lead. And in the moment, things I hadn't even thought of just started coming out. And I was just so thankful. And that's, that's the Lord. You can't take any credit for that. That's the Lord showing up and leading. 
and the people. I had usually no one wanted to. I was also the, the media guy at our church. So I would do the CDs. Nobody ever wanted to hear my preach. They come to me, and one little lady, she'd come and ask for it. No one else did. That night, I had like four people, three or four people come to me. I had three or four people come and just hug me, crying after service. I've never, ha- I've never had that happen before. And since then, you know, I've, I've done other stuff over the years. I have tried, you know, making an outline, and then I tried going back to outlines for a while, and then just, I found that's completely worthless. The Lord just was not, at least for me, that's not. It's obviously a way the Lord has not gifted me to communicate the word to people, and so I just haven't gone back to it. And then I've, for a while, I tried memorizing an outline. It's actually easier than you think. You know, if you don't feel comfortable being completely extemporaneous, you know, I would recommend you. Your mind, if you arrange your sermon in a way that is logical, you can remember a lot more than you give yourself credit for. You can. I mean, I've been able to remember up to, you know, fifteen points and work through each of them sequentially, beginning to end, and I, I hit every single one. And it's not because I'm some... It's just you got to arrange in a way that makes sense to you. Like if I'm going to talk about sanctification, I want to talk about, you know, this earth, the benefits of it on earth, uh, the benefits uh, and rewards I'll have of it in heaven, and then the benefits and glory of it in, 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 in eternity. So, you know, earth, heavenly rewards, glorification. So kind of an earth to heaven type arrangement. And it helps me... Remember, it helps me keep that in my head, and you can remember a lot that way. You really, really can. But I did that for a while, and it was okay. But even that, it just—I I just didn't sense that it was that as effective, and so I just—I stopped doing that. And usually, what I what I've been doing presently, and uh, you know, as the Lord grows, I mean, I, I want to do better. I mean, I want the anointing to flow and be led and directed and, and speak the right word in the right season. And so I'll, I'll sit down and pray, God, what's the word for this church? What, what are you wanting to say? And I'll write out usually what I feel the Lord is wanting to say that church. And I pray, God, where do you want me to take my text from? What's this about? And God will lead me to a text. He always does. And it, sometimes I have, no, I have no way how that's going to make the word God gave me in this, I don't know how they're going to make a connection, but as I pray and I study it, pretty soon I see an application for what the Lord, why I feel the Lord has given me for that church. And it just, it, basically the sermon writes itself. And what I, what I found is actually, if you've ever read Spurgeon's sermons, Charles Spurgeon, the old, they call him the Prince of Preachers, what he would do, if you've ever sat down and read his sermons, he would take a text and he would word by word talk through every part of that sermon. And he would. Like you see that and he's like and he can get out of a out of a sentence. He can get like thirty paragraphs. It's just ridiculous what he can get out of that. And but he would do it word by word. And so I have started doing that. I found that it really works to help me think through that sermon. You know, I'll take each word and I'll say, all right, how does this word relate? What's a good cross-reference for this word? Um, I'm trying to give a good example off the top of my head. Um, I preached recently, this last night I preached on uh, standing in the evil day. 
in that sermon I talked about you know that we brethren he starts off starts off by saying for we brethren wrestle not against flesh and blood I talked about that brethren that we are the called of God that we are chosen by God uh, in the ministry of reconciliation to fight uh, the forces of darkness we with Christ are glorifying God by saving souls uh, not that we of course save them but the blood that we are proclaiming the message that saves them that we're involved we're heralds of that message and so I've I took that alright so that I kept thinking through all these other cross references you know that that we are involved in ministry reconciliation that we are um uh part of the family of God, you know, that we're part of an army, that is a, it's a family unit, it's a close-knit bond, so we're part of a family. I just kept thinking through it like that, uh, you know, this talks about we don't fight against principalities and powers, you know, so I started thinking about, it. all right, what's some passages about that, you know, Christ cast out demons, you know, so I can talk about that when the kingdom advanced through Christ's ministry, that it came out, well, we have the spirit, no man, it, uh, if we had not the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. You're not a Christian if you don't have the Spirit of Christ. We are involved in His ministry. It's our job to fight against principalities and powers. Um, and everyone's called to do that. Every The brethren means everybody. There's not, no, uh, no superstars. We're all called to fight and wage war. And so, you know, that's, that's another uh, thought that you can get from that. Um, and then, of course, there's a couple of stories I remember about uh, demonic possession within, you know, that were within the last 20 years, last 10 to 20 years, of uh, people who were actually really demonically possessed and were cast out by people that are well, either well-known or they are uh, people that I know uh, personally. So I told a couple of stories from that. And so you can work your way through it like that, piece by piece. And by doing that, it helps me... How does you know, our objective always with the word is yes to show it in its uh, historical grammatical context, but then I have to take that and apply it to a 21st century American person. So then taking that out and saying, all right, how does this relate to the story of redemption in general? And then how does that relate you know, to the death and burial of Jesus Christ? Because that's what it's all redemption is all about. And then how does that relate to where I am? As a person. So I gave the example, you know, brethren, you know, we're involved in the ministry of reconciliation. That came because of Christ, because of his atonement. He has gave us an opportunity to be enlisted in his army. And then say for myself, what does that mean for my life? Well that means that on my job or on my home or whatever I do, wherever I go, I am enlisted. I am a warrior. And and my lifestyle ought to reflect that. That's why Paul says, you know, uh, that we ought to seek to not please others, but you know, we want to please our commander, the one whom we're called. Uh, no man entangles himself in the affairs of this life. Remember that passage. But uh, seeks to please him who's called him to be a soldier. And so, in that way, it has helped me immensely to, to really think through the passage and get as much from it as I can for the benefit of other people. So, I, I, I personally think that's how Spurgeon did his sermons. Because as I read his sermons, I mean, that's just what it seems like. He just, every word, he's got about five cross-references and five, uh, five illustrations, five applications for almost every word of the text. And, you know, in the end, there's no formula 
for, for at least that's what I found so far. There's no formula for putting it in and out pops the perfect sermon. It it just seems like that you have to really be led by the Spirit of God. Saturate yourself in prayer. Get your mind down deep into the Word and and really be led. I think it's, that's, I'm, I'm always amazed that whenever I surrender and I just say, Lord, what do you want to say? And I just start submitting to Lord. So I feel Him telling me to say, you know, it, it's not always going to come with a bolt of lightning or it's not, and it's not always going to come as some incredible feeling. Sometimes it's just, it pops in my head, it's in my heart, I don't see anything that gets in the Word. Alright, I'm going to it's not weird. It's not peculiar, but it's, it's something the word teaches. I'm going to talk about it, and I'm I'm amazed. Honestly, I'm dumbfounded the times as I've done that that people say, "Man, that was I, I, that was right on topic." I don't know how you you could know what was going on in our, our church, but you could not have got more on point. And how's that happen? That's, that's just the Lord who uses uh, poor, pitiful preachers and directs us and leads us. Oftentimes we stumble and we fail, and we either are too harsh or too soft, or or we're 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 too strict. We try to be too we try to make it into a performance rather than into a conversation, or we're burdened. We have a heart that's genuinely burdened from the Lord. I'm not trying to just put on the persona of a preacher. I'm just going to stand up and, and preach what's really burdening my heart. And when you do that, it's powerful. It has a powerful effect on people. So that's my thought. Um, Hopefully it'll be helpful to some of you. Love you guys.